Welcome to Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Society doesn't want you to blame anything but yourself. It's a trait, not mental health. People out there is not going to understand you until you let them know. You definitely got to take into account your mental health. You have to tune into your own mind. What's going on? It's your man Casanova in another Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. First, of course, I got to always thank everybody that's been supporting this podcast, rocking with us. Uh, we're going up and down on the list. I'm not going to, I've been, we've been up like 60, 30, 90, but you know, I don't really look at the list too much anymore because uh, really this podcast was never intended to be something that I was doing for clout or anything like that. So um, I just appreciate all the love and the listeners and people that really been rock, rocking with the podcast. So I appreciate you so much, man. Um, what I got going on, man, yo, download the Culture Radio uh, app. Culture Radio Network on Google Worldwide, on Google, on iTunes. Um, I'm going to be going live every week on on uh, Culture Podcast Radio. I don't know the time yet, but I'm going to let you know. Um, but I'm going to be going live once a week on the radio station. You know what I mean? I mean, it makes sense to utilize my own network, right? So um, so look out for that. But but anyway, you want to download it, man. We got a whole bunch of great stations. We got new stations. We got the Countryville. Uh, we got rap, uh, Graffiti Rap Radio. We got, uh, what else we got on there? We got, we got, uh, we got, ja- we got a new jazz network on there, which is cool. Uh, we updated song quality. So there's just a lot going on on the station right now check it out check it out check it out check it out all right what's this podcast about you probably read i don't know i'm naming it yet while i'm talking about it so whatever the name is that's what it's about um um i've had a lot of experiences in my life i've had a lot of ups and downs i've had some great times and some bad times i've had a lot more great times than bad times but my bad times have been really bad and um and a lot of it you know you've been on this journey with me um and you know this podcast has been really to elevate to uh really look into black men and our mental health and how it's looked in society and things like that and sometimes i've gone off topic and talk about some popular content that that's going on current news and things like that. But I'm always talking from a, a perspective of a black man. And um, I think that's why people connect with it, whether they are a black man uh, or not. They've connected with it because my perspective is not a biased perspective as far as like I'm not here hating nobody. Or nothing. You know, even when I do have discussions about uh, people or content that I don't agree with, I always do it in a respectable manner. And I'm never here to insult anybody or to harm anybody. Um, it's just my opinion. And, and that's what it is. Um, but I've had a lot of different events happen to me lately before all that. That's really maybe evaluate some stuff. Um, I think I was on the phone the other day talking and, um, I, I, I kind of start to look at everything that's been going on in life in general, especially when it comes to black people, things we've been doing, uh, violence that have been happening, ignorance, all this stuff. Right. And um, 
the other day I was at uh, Halloween Horror Nights. You know, everybody knows I live in Orlando, Florida. And uh, Halloween Horror Nights is something that Universal does every year where they do like a Halloween theme. They close the park down early, create these houses, these haunted houses type rides you know you walk through them that have different themes like chucky stranger things twisted all this stuff and um me and my wife went and uh we was hanging out there and um there were times in the park where we just sat down and we were just people watching you know she you know it's, it's, you know you walk around the park a lot so you, your feet are tired so we sat down and we just people watched and we did this twice and as i sat there I had a bit of an epiphany, a bit, not a huge one, but a bit one. I was looking at the kids, the parents, everybody walking by. And now, if you go on a Hollywood Horror Nights, it's money, right? Most people in Orlando came here on vacation, stayed in a hotel, and if they paid for park passes, that's like at least $140. And then if you add on VIP things, express all that stuff, you're looking at three, four hundred dollars. A lot of people had express all that stuff. So, but that wasn't what I was looking at. I was sitting there and I was looking at everybody's outfits and shoes. I know you're like, Cass, what the hell? What does this have to do with anything? I'm gonna bring it around. Just just stay with me, okay? I was looking at people's shoes, their clothing, their mannerisms. And most of the people were white, but there was a lot of black people as well. But, you know, most of them were white. And I started to really think how much of my life is really guided by my race. And you say, okay, Cass, I don't get it. I'm not following. Okay. When I looked at those people, that obviously had money because, you know, whether they saved for it, they have money, whatnot, you know, to get to be at this event. And I looked at how they presented themselves to what they were actually doing and compared the money, right? A minimum thousands of dollars, minimum. If you come to Orlando, Florida, stay in a hotel and all that, minimum thousands of dollars that you're spending, two, three thousand dollars, minimum, right? And now these, the, and then, you know, they have their kids with them. So that's even more money, more tickets, more food, all that stuff. And then I looked at their clothes, their dress, their shoes, what they were wearing. And a lot of this stuff was like name brand stuff cheaper shoes like Converse or uh, or different brands of shoes I've never even saw before. Their clothes were in name brand. They were just regular clothes and, and things like that. And I started to really think to myself like their priorities of life are straight. They are putting more money into experiences with their family or just experiences for themselves than they are in what am I wearing? I remember, and I know to, to, to now, you know, when I go on cruises or, well, not to now, but you know, just, you know, in my life, I go on trips. I spend so much time thinking about the flies outfit to wear. You know, uh, these jeans got matched this shirt. I got to rock my new Jordans on my new kicks. Like there's an emphasis on how I look 
Just in life, there's an emphasis on what we wear, how we dress according to the black experience. Not according to just, you know, you just may be high fashion person, but how much of that is according to you just for yourself or is it because you're black? Right. And that's a hard question to ask because like you think, oh, that's just me. But really, is it? As a black person, how much life are we experiencing that is not dictated by us being black? We're still a culture that thinks is weird when we see black people doing cosplay, which have become more popular within the black community. But those people are just living their lives, not a care in the world and not letting their race define who they are. Recently, I've got I've gotten up on Sheen, right? My my wife and daughter used to shop at Sheen all the time, all the time, right? I mean, you know, and at first I'm like, oh, there's some scam, there's some girl thing. So when my son was going back to, he was like, yo, dad, you know, I was like, all right, we're going to go shop. He's like, yo, just go on Sheen and buy some stuff from Sheen. I'm like, all right, cool. So I went on Sheen and I bought my son some shirts. But that, while I was on it, I'm looking, I'm like, yo, for one, it's cheap, as you probably know. But then I'm like, yo, these are just ready-to-made outfits, right? So they're so cheap. I mean, you could buy outfits, matching outfits for as little as $5 to $13 to $20. I mean, but it's just ridiculously cheap, right? So I said, let me buy a couple of sheen outfits. Let me see. You know, it's cheap. You know, I mean, I could afford to lose $13, $10 if the outfit isn't made right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, cool. And I see the stuff that my wife and my daughter got. I'm like, all right, it's cool, whatever. So I ordered some stuff with my son, right? Got the stuff. It almost changed my life. And let me let me tell you what what changed my life. So much of my time, and I think as people in general, is 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 stressed on what you're gonna wear in your appearance. You know, you got to match the right shirt with the right jeans or the right pants with the right jacket with the right shoes. You know, it's a it's a process. Now, it may not be for you, but most black people I know is a process. We want to look good. We want to have style. We want to have flair. You know what I'm saying? We want to have that swag. But when I got these sheen outfits, now, I stayed away from labels. I stayed away from anything that was like graphics and stuff. Just plain shirts with pan matches or just like your know, flower print. You know, just regular matching outfit. And when I tell you the freedom I felt in just grabbing this outfit, put it on and walking out. Oh, my God. I said to myself, why the hell haven't I been doing this all my life? Even before she like, why was I putting outfits together before hanging them up? And so I could just grab them, put them on and head out. It has taken so much stress away from my life to be able just to throw on an outfit and still look good, though, because it's a matching outfit and just go out like, oh, my God. So then I start thinking of all these great possibilities like, yo, when I go on a cruise and, you know, as you know, I just went on a 10 day trip with my a road trip with my family. I mean, man, I wish I had these outfits on the road trip because I could have just put 10 outfits together, easy, pack my bags in one bag and been good. 
You know what I'm saying? Because the outfits are easy to fold up, put in a bag. I'm thinking about my next cruise. Like, man, I could wear these outfits on my next cruise. I don't have to think about how I'm going to be fly. These are like chill clothes I just put together in my go. Now, I know you're saying, Cass, what the hell does this have to do with what you started talking about? Being black in America comes with this idea of that we have fashion, how we look, how we present ourselves. And we put so much emphasis on that. We spend so much money on that, that we don't we lose time enjoying life. We lose time because we are living within the black idea what it is to be black. We are trying to be something. We are trying to live by the thing we are. So we are mentally and sometimes physically trapped for not experiencing it. Then anything outside that box, we criticize like black cosplay. Yes, it's gotten popular, a lot popular. But back in the days, we used to, those were the nerds dressing up as Dungeons and Dragons and playing those type of games and stuff. And not because it wasn't cool, it's because we thought, because we black, we don't do stuff like that. A lot of times we label things as white shit. See, when I was sitting at Universal, and I ain't gonna lie, I went fly because I, I was going out with my wife that day. So I, had my, I, I got these brand new chains, right? I got a cash chain and I got a society chain, right? For my company, right? I'm wearing my chains and shit, right? I'm looking fly, but then I'm looking at these people. And I'm saying to myself, even though I did have on a sheen outfit, I did rock a sheen outfit, so that was good. But I had to get bling bleaned out. But then I'm looking and I'm saying, these people, they don't have a care in the world. They're focusing on living life. Now, you could say in America, white people have the privilege of living unlimited, um, limitless when it comes to what they want to do. And that's a great argument. So I'm not here to negate that there are differences in being a black man in America or being a black person in America and being a white person. So I'm not negating that. But I, as I sat there and I looked at these white people and then sprinkled in were different nationalities, black, I got envious. I got upset. I got mad. I got I started to use the excuse that, oh, see, they got white privilege. They can live their life and not care. Me, I'm judged all day long. I started to go through all these excuses that every black person uses in the world to justify uh, why we do things, you know. But then I, 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 I got this epiphany. I got this, this little one. I said, but why am I allowing that to shape who I am? Now, I'm in my 40s, okay? And I'm still struggling with that identity. And it just came to me like, why? You know, I look at Caribbean Caribbean people. My wife is Caribbean, right? My, my wife is a proud Haitian woman. She was born in Haiti. She came here. She was eight years old. Uh, so she didn't know the language. She learned the language. That's why I always say she has that little weird accent she has. But, you know, she, she moved here when she was eight, learned the language. And she looks at life completely different, just like Caribbeans do. Caribbeans are very proud of their heritage. But when they come here, they want the American dream. And what I mean, the American dream is that they come here with the idea that there's an unlimited 
unlimited possibilities from for them here in America. And they live their life accordingly. Are they black people and they experience the same prejudices and 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 and, and obstacles that we uh do? Yes, we yes, of course. But in general, they don't look at things as negative. They say that the sky is the limit and they live that way. They look at America differently than we do. Yes, was there slavery? Yes, yes, all that stuff. Is there issues that we need to fix in this country? Yes, are they, yes, but they don't live their life within the skin of oh, I'm oppressed. They live their life in in the in the idea of like if I work hard, I can achieve anything I want to achieve. And they teach their kids that. They teach their kids not to live within the black idea of what it is to be black, but to take every single opportunity you can in life. But as black people in America, we don't do that. We have this idea what the black culture, what the black experience is. And anything outside of that, we judge, we ridicule. And as I sat there thinking, I said to myself, it's a mind frame. Regardless of anything, there's always going to be prejudice. There's always going to be issues. There's always going to be stuff that people are not going to like you for or try to stop you. It's just the way life is. You cannot stop it. Even if we all lived in Africa with a whole bunch of black people, like there's black people in Africa is going to complain about the system. So at the end, there are other problems they're complaining about. Maybe they're not complaining about racism, but they're complaining about tribal wars. They're complaining about resources being taken or, or things like that. They, they got complaints too. So in America, I want to choose to have complaints, but not to live my life within the constraints of being black anymore. I like the I like not really caring about what I wear. I just throw on the sheen outfit that's matching and keep it moving. I like I, I want to live my life where I watch Japanese animation and I enjoy it. I want to live my life where I don't have to be in a certain business to be successful. I don't have to be in music and be like Diddy. I don't have to be, you know, uh, this charismatic guy. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to be Casanova that's smooth and a smooth. Talk. I could just be me and mentally break the shackles. Because look, at even when black people get money, they do black shit. Oh, I'm going to get a Bentley. I'm going to go in the club and pop bottles. I'm going to get out here and fuck all these hoes. Not that white people don't do that. But I'm just saying. But we do things even when we get money and opportunity in the con in, in the constraints of being black. Like we're constantly looking for approval from other black people that we are black. So we do the blackest shit we can do. Like I've been online looking at the fake Jordans from overseas and saying, shit, why am I paying two, three, four, five hundred dollars for a pair of shoes when I can get these damn knockoffs from China for fifty nine ninety nine? Who's going to know? And in essence, who's going to care unless you're a sneaker uh, trader or a sneaker, you know, a dealer that or, you know, say or just like a super duper sneaker fan. That's one thing. But every day walking around, nobody gonna look at you. Yo, those Jordans are fake, man. Really? Really? Nobody cares. 
Nobody's looking out for you. Nobody's like, oh, yeah, you know, who cares? Now, I don't want people looking at my Jordans saying, damn, Cass got the fake Jordans on because I haven't bought any of them yet. But it's just me thinking like, shit, why won't I? Am I wearing it for me? Or am I wearing it for other people? I know. Uh, I don't know if you know. I don't know if you ever remember making the band. Making the band was a show on TV that first started with Lou Pearlman and a whole bunch of white bands, and then Diddy took it over, and he did his thing with it for a few years. One of the bands he formed was Dub Band, which had different rappers and one singer. One of the rappers was called Choppa. Choppa was a rapper from New Orleans. Uh, in uh, time in the music careers, I was able to become really good friends with Chopper. You know, traveled with him in different places from L.A., New York, Florida, things like that, and really got to know him. And one time we was in a hotel in L.A. He was like, yo, man, you know, you got to understand life. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, you know, one time I was with Diddy chilling, right? And Diddy forgot his earrings. So he gave me like, he gave me $10, and said, go to the little bodega and get the little fake diamond earrings down there. He's like, so boom, I went and got it. Came back. I'm like, yo, but you Diddy. Your shit should be diamonds. He's like, yo, at the end of the day, people are going to assume because I'm Diddy, my earrings are diamond. But nobody's really going to check or nobody really needs to know. It's about just how it looks. I said, hmm, that is true. He spent $10 like a million bucks. So what are we doing? If I'm walking around with Jordans, nobody, oh, that was fake. You know what I'm saying? But like, I still shouldn't even have to feel like I have to do that to impress everybody else. Why am I living for everybody else for my black experience? You were saying like that, and that's what the black experience is, is I have a certain image and I want to be the best black person I can rather than, you know, because like when they get money, what do they do? They buy in black, more of black shit. I'm getting this BMW with the rims. I'm getting, you know, all the fitted hats in the world. I'm getting the flyest crib with the flyest car. You know, we're doing things to say we're the best black person rather than being the best person and I don't want to live my life that way because I, when I look at a lot of shit that goes on from bullshit to good shit it's all bullshit <laughs> let me let me repeat it again when I look at all the, the the bullshit and I look at all the good shit it's all bullshit because it's all within the black experience you know People are fighting. And I'm not saying white people, other people don't fight. Please, people, I don't want to say, oh, you know, you're saying the black people fight. No, everybody fights. But when black people fight, it's about bullshit. It's about clout. It's about attitude. It's about my blackness is being questioned. It's really stupid. It's ignorant. It's trashy. But we do it every day. We insult each other. We do things because we want to be the best black ghetto black person out there. You got people going to college talking about, yo, I graduated my degree, but I'm still ghetto at heart. And the thing is, I understand it because that's how I, I am. Like a lot of times in my life, I forget where I am. I forget who I am. I forget what I've done. I forget the people that pay me attention. I forget about all of that. And I get, I revert back to, yo, I'm from New York. Now understand is that I have done things in my life to elevate my life and I need to start living in that elevation. 
And the elevation isn't saying that I'm not black. The elevation is saying that I'm surpassed thinking that my blackness stops me from doing anything I want to do. Let's be real. No matter what nationality you are, from white to black to Asian, whatever, you have your own set of problems. That's just life. No problems are not going to happen. Now, not going to happen to nobody. It's not like white people don't have any problems in the world because they're white. No, everybody has problems and issues. We just put labels on things and we tend to say one thing's worse than the other. But at the end of the day, it's the same shit. It's like laws right now that you get more time for crimes of, of, of racial crimes than of regular crimes. If I go kill a black person, I get less time than if I go get a white person. Does it matter the reason why I killed them? At the end of the day, I killed them out of hate, hate for that person, hate for their religion, hate for their nationality, for their race. It doesn't matter. I killed them because of hate. But the problem is that we want to separate things and then put things in categories and live our lives according to that category. I'm no longer going to do that. I'm going to live my life according to how I want to outside of the constraints of being black. I don't give a flying rat's ass anymore about me being black because I'm living it myself. This morning, I asked my daughter, my daughter, of course, she's black and she goes to a, a, a nice school and it's a public school, a public school, but it's nice. And I said to her, because she has diverse friends, black, white, Puerto Rican, Indian. So I say, when you and your friends get together, and my sister, my daughter's only 10. I said, do your friends talk about race? She was like, what do you mean? I was like, do you really talk about like you're black, she's white? And do, is it an issue? She looked at me and said, that's weird. She's like, no. And I asked my son that a while back ago. He's like, no. See, our generation, new generation is growing up without the idea of what it is to be black and live the black experience. They're just being people and living their life. By the time I was their age, I was I knew I was black. I knew my place. I knew what I could have couldn't do. I knew what was cool. What was it? All that I played the part because I wanted to be a cool black guy. Well, kid. But now these kids are not living in that truth. Their truth is I'm just a person. You're my friend. It doesn't matter if you're black or white. We're just friends. And that's the way it's supposed to be. But unfortunately, every day I wake up and I'm thinking about how to be a better black person, how I can make more money to floss at being the best black person, how I could do things in a black way to be the better black person. And that is the wrong way. How do why I should think, how can I do stuff just to be a better person? That's it. Just a better man to live my life. And Sheen and my time at Universal has showed me that I got to stop living in my blackness and start living in my truth. Not doing things because I'm black, doing things because I want to. Not trying to be a certain or not trying to conform. One of the things we tend to do is we act a certain way so people won't say we're black. I could, I could tell you several times on jobs how many black men and women have said, oh, you know, we have to do things even at better than they do because at the end of the day, we're black and they're going to be looking at us. So we got to be go above and beyond. If they're giving 80%, we got to get 20%. We have to do more than them. And I said to myself, that's some bull sugar because at the end of the day, I should be working harder to do the same thing that my white counterpart does. But ju just because I'm black, I have something to prove. So I should work harder, take more time. But no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to live my life my way.
Now, if a job wants to fire me or if people don't want to be around me no more because I'm not playing the part, that is fine. But I'm not going to sit here and keep playing the part because I'm black. I'm not going to feel that like my answers and what I'm doing in life, even though it's equivalent to my counter white parts, that because I'm black, I have to put 20 more percent on it because, you know, with black people, they look. Black people, they're wary of us. And truthfully, right, they, so they are. We create environments that are hostile. We create music that is violent. We promote not being together as a family. We promote single motherhood. We promote pressure, uh, 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 we, we, uh, highly sexual women and having body counts. We promote divorce. We, de- we, de- we promote uh, looking away from science. We promote all these things in our community. So, of course, they have a right to look at that. But I choose not to live my life like that anymore. I choose not to conform to what is black. I'm going to be me. And whatever I want to do is not because of me because I'm black. It's because I want to do it. And I want to break my mind frame from that. Because there always are obstacles and you can keep fighting for those obstacles to be better. And I get it. But at the end of the day, that's just life. It's going to be problems and issues. So I'm just going to live my life the way I want to. Starting from today. I'm doing shit that people say is white shit. I'm traveling and I'm going to put my mind at ease that I am unlimited to my experiences and what I can do. I will not be could I will not be could uh, confined to my race. Think how many successful black men were killed because they lived their life. But on top of that, there was a lot of black men that were rich and prosperous. Why? Because they did not say, oh, I'm black. I can't do it. They did everything they can to make it. Instead of arguing about the problem, they became the solution. And that's what I'm doing, right? From now on, I'm becoming the solution. I'm not going to care about my dress. I'm not going to care about these things that define me as a black man. I'm just going to be a man, now, I'm not I'm not concluding the podcast, people. I'm not saying black men don't have issues and we talk about that. But this is just my perspective. Like, I want to start living as a man, not as a black man in my head. I can't control what is out there. I can't control how people perceive me or, or one. I can't control that. But I can control me in my mind. And for me. I'm going to start thinking outside the box, enjoying the things that I want to enjoy and living the the life I want to live outside the constraints of me being black. If I want to scale Mount Fuji, if I want to go to Grand Canyon, if I want to cosplay, if I want to fucking watch Japanese animation all day, if I want to just be a nerd, nerd out be on a computer, whatever I want to do, I'm going to do it. And not think, oh, can I because I'm black or think I got obstacles because I'm black. There are going to be obstacles in life, whether you call it racism or just prejudice or whatever. Somebody is always not going to like you for you. 
understand that. All right, people, I appreciate you listening. This is another Black Men's Mental Health Podcast by your man, Casanova Williams. Yo, get the books, Black Men's Bible. Get it, get it, get it. It's got a little uptick. You know what I'm saying? I, I call a good publicity, bad uh, any publicity, good publicity, because, you know, some people hate on the book, but it just helps people to, to buy it more and curious about it. So, you know, buy the book, support me, go to culture.skin, get your natural products, download the Culture Radio Network on Google and iTunes worldwide, and I will announce when I will be going live every week. Uh, stay tuned for that. Until next time.